Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. As I'm sure you're aware because of the title of this, we had a very special guest join us for a chat tonight, the one and only Brittany Curran, a.k.a. High King Fen from Sci-Fi's The Magicians. Brittany was on the show for four out of its five seasons, her role growing as the story itself grew. Aside from her role as Fen, she recently was an executive producer on a documentary titled The Water of Life, a look at the craftsmen, chemists, and renegades who saved Scotch whiskey and started a single malt revolution. So we can't really dive into the interview without first shouting out the man and the organization that made it happen, the one and only Rick Worthy, a.k.a. Dean Fogg himself, and his wonderful charity, Buddy's Healing Paws. Buddies, named after Rick's late loyal canine and founded in partnership with his good friend Rebecca, helps fund life-saving medical procedures for pets. Buddies is hosting a Magician's Trivia Night on Saturday, March 26th as a fundraiser for their current initiatives. It's $10 to enter, and the winner will receive a magician script signed by Rick and an autographed photo of our esteemed guest, Brittany Curran. And Bingetown TV actually created all of the questions so if they're too hard sorry about that and if they're too easy sorry about that so if you even if you can't join the trivia night a small donation made in memory of a pet a laugh from the magicians or to simply pay it forward would go a long way and now to our main event a chat with fencical Wahlberger herself oh my gosh <laughs> Sorry. Hi. Hi. Hi, Brittany. Wow. Shaking right now. We're okay. We'll hold up. We'll hold up. Uh, that makes me so. I love when people quake in their boots because of me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe it does. Yay. <laughs> How are you? How you been? What are you up to? I'm good. I'm good. I um was doing I, I've gotten into a lot of magic things like witchcrafty things, but like not during the magicians during like the past okay. few months. OK, you've been missing oh. it so much. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I'm like I'm like craving magic. And um yeah, so I w- went to like my local like apothecary witchcraft shop, which is like right down the street. And then I was just writing a bunch today and had some, um you know, work stuff to do. But I, uh, yeah, I actually went to Universal Studios because it's really close by to do some writing because I have like a year pass. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Love so Universal. I go. I love Universal so much. Mm-hmm. I go just like for a change of scenery. Um. So I'm like there and I'm working, but not really. And a guy gave me a pie. Pie day. Yeah. Oh nice. my gosh. I know. He was like, I'm full. I mean, it was it was so nice. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm full. And he's like, I, I, I'm just going to throw it out. I was thinking he was throwing out all his family's stuff. He's like, do you want this? And I was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, it's pie day. Oh, <laughs> the magic is working. What kind yeah, of pie awesome. was it? I need to know. It was, it was, uh, it was like uh, an apple pie. Okay. okay. How many I digits want- of pie can you recite? Uh, you know, three. 3.14. 3.14. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Witchcraft won't help you there. Yeah. <laughs> not help me with numbers. Witches don't need math. Witches don't need math. Yeah, exactly. no, it doesn't figure into a single thing at yeah, all. No. no. They make their own math. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So will I. Well, <laughs> well, well, nice to finally meet you guys. Yes. I know. Thanks, Thanks for being here. Yeah, I was excited to, to be on with you guys. Sorry for switching it up today. I especially with daylight savings. I just like oh yeah. No, no you know, problem at all. 
You know what's a fun fact? Not a fun fact, but a weird fact about daylight savings that I learned today is that there are more car crashes the day after daylight savings than any other day of the year. People too tired or something? Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is crazy. And I don't like tired, late. Everyone's late. They're an hour late to everything. Uh, That that is actually perfect reasoning right there. Yeah, Yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah, we shouldn't have it then. All right. We don't need it. (laughs) No, it's so outdated. Which one? Which way do I want it? I don't know. know. Extra sunlight, I guess. Not the way that it was this way. Yeah. Yeah, Give me the extra sunlight. Yeah. I second that. (laughs) No, I'm going to dive right into the magician stuff because, um, I was thinking about how long it's been. I was saying, like, I'm a little rusty now on The Magicians. Not, I mean, I'm obsessed with it. it's my number one show of all time. But now I used to watch <laughs> it like constantly, like oh, as yeah. it was airing, I would rewatch. But now I try and like save it for like once a year because I want it to feel like new and some special <laughs> I'm doing. So last year we covered it with the boys episode by episode. But it's coming up in two weeks about it'll be the two year anniversary of the finale. That's so you've crazy. Been, oh the God. series finale. It's crazy. So, I mean, you and wow. um, Jade have been doing like did the magic and chill for a while. But how how has it been like two years out? It doesn't feel like two years to me. Like I can still remember sobbing in the pandemic alone watching <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the finale. But how has it been the past two years? Like how does magicians still play a role in your life? Like what's going on? Yeah, when I get residuals, it plays a role. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it does. It does. It does play a role, not just, <laughs> not just monetarily. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, you know, because I was on the magicians personally for four years, so it became a significant part of my life. I was thinking the other day that I started the show when I was in my mid. 20s so pretty much was like my mid 20s into like now i'm 31 so like pretty much the second half of my 20s was all the magicians so it left a significant um you know shining yeah. light in my life and and yeah i mean I, it definitely is i'm still like really good friends with some of the people and then some people i just like you know will casually say hi to and stuff but mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean like i talked to to uh stella mave like at least every week, if we weren't both so horrible at following up sometimes. We talk every day. <laughs> I think she's cool with me throwing us both under the bus. Yeah. yeah. It's the text. It's like, what's up? And then three days later, nothing you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then once in a while, one of us will get insecure and be like, do you still love me? <laughs> yes. For the love of God. Yes. Um, love that. That goes back and forth. So it's very mutual, mutual love and neediness there. Um, but I love, I love style. Yeah. We talk all the time and I'm, I'm still really good friends with, um, yeah, definitely some of the other actors and some of the writers, especially. And, um, and yeah, like I was saying with the magic, cause a lot of our writers and producers are, 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 are very witchy. And so I think I kind of had that influence for a while. So now like that I'm starting to dive into this, this little witchy part of my life, I'm like, re becoming closer again with some of the writers and being like, Oh my God, I did this thing last night. And now you'll, now I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> that was like the most general statement I could possibly make. <laughs> That's all right. It works. Single <laughs> example. Um, <laughs> the hedge witch. She's becoming a hedge witch. Yeah, now. I know. Yes. Yeah. Last night, my fiance was like, he's like, he was looking up different types of witches. He's like, I think you're a hedge witch. And he explained <laughs> it. I was like, Oh, that is, that does sound like me right now. <laughs> Gotta um, get the tattoo. 
I know. I, sh- <laughs> I should. I Kathleen, want I'm surprised well. you don't have that. I, I talk about it every time I watch Magicians. I text this group and I say, I'm getting that. this. I don't have a tattoo yet, so it would really be would really be doing something. I'd be, I'd be, be doing have, something. Would it be your first tattoo? Yes. Okay. That's probably why it's, it's like a dive in. But then I hear once you get one, you're just like addicted to getting tattoos. So. Right. I don't. I don't think I'd regret it. The magicians so, is the number no. one. So yeah. it's okay. It doesn't sound like she has any tattoos then. Me? Yes. No, I don't. Yeah. I love tattoos though. I love mm. them. And I do want to me get, too. I've like, I have like a calendar calendar. I have one of my thing. I have a, um, a folder on my computer right now that like I started 10 years ago with like images yeah. and inspirations and a lot of research and absolutely no follow through um, to do <laughs> with my first tattoo that I still haven't gotten. So sounds yeah. like your personal Pinterest on your own computer of just tattoo <laughs> ideas. That's exactly yeah. how I would describe it. <laughs> I feel like mine has mine's migrated around. I feel like I would save them on my computer and then maybe like Twitter, I would bookmark them. TikToks, they're almost like recipes for me on TikToks. I'll see <laughs> tattoo videos. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save that for later and then never come back to yeah. it ever again. I'm really bad at screenshotting on my phone and it's like, all right, I'll look at that eventually. And then now I have yeah. like 18,000 no. pictures on my phone. I have a very low it. pain tolerance, though. I, that's what I'm afraid of as well. Uh, with the tattoo. Yeah. Etsy has temporary hedge witch tattoos that we can try first to make sure that they were OK with them. And then, I, you know, I stolen some from the hair and makeup trailer while I had a chance. The temporary ones that they put on like yeah. Stella and, and them. I should have. Why did I steal more? What did you steal? Did you steal anything? Uh no, I didn't. <laughs> I, did. I did. I stole like a potion bottle. I mean, there was nothing in it. It was a prop from um the lab set. I stole that on the very last day of film on or maybe my last day of filming. I mean, people steal look at me rationalizing. I what I did was illegal. I but you know, but yeah, no, it's like you know, people steal things. <laughs> Hold on, tell me, tell me exactly what you stole. I'll write that it down for my... the studio and let them no. know after this. We'll send you a bill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Universe is going to be like, oh my God. Yeah. That's we totally love You are really leaning into this witch era of your life. I love it. Yeah. I the inner fen coming out. Yeah, exactly. I do play with my knives still all the time. I feel like oh. I leaned into stealing before I leaned into witchcraft, which is really well. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's talk about those knives then. How yeah. was training with them? You know, how did it feel being such a badass wielder of knives? You know, being the daughter of a a, a smither yeah it's funny the, the, the starting to train with the knives actually did make me more confident just as a human being and i think part of it is because i never really i mean i danced as a kid and i did some physical stuff but so much of my life and my own career and art has been very would esoteric be the right word but like in your head rather than like actually being able to do <laughs> um yeah, like sure. physical things mm-hmm. yes and so, yeah, once I was actually able to do a skill that I could like do at a party as opposed to like doing what breaking out like a Shakespearean monologue at a party, I'm not, I would not, there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. Um, so yeah, to be able to like actually manipulate things physically and do like cool stuff was, was really fun for me. And yeah, and I still love it. I still have, I can like actually see one right now on my dining room table, like, like you do one of my um, rubber knives. So are you telling us that knives come out at parties? Um, actually, knives <laughs> come out at like coffee shops. I remember like 
with the writers one day, Henry Lonzo Myers, one of our um, our showrunners, him and me and a couple of the other writers went up to a coffee shop once. This was like a few years ago. And I had some of my practice knives in my purse. And um, and and Henry was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> it's just better than what? And I just took it out and I started doing some of my little flourishes and stuff. So. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Come out in interesting that's, places. That's so cool. Don't don't invite Kathleen over. She might try and get her hands on that knife. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> I mean, it's rubber, so you can't hurt yourself too much with it, or anyone. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So when we were filming, all of them, all of the ones on film are real. They mm-hmm. were just really, really. Dull. Sorry, not all of them. I would say half of them. I'm, trying, I'm like actually remembering <laughs> now. Like half of them were real. They were just super, super dulled down. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, you go into the prop shop and they would actually like, you know how normally people are sharpening knives. They would actually take knives that were dull and dull them even more. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the other half, like anything like from far away where you really couldn't see the glint of the knife, we used um, uh, a prop knife, which was, oh my God, what was it called? It's this type of material. Um, Acrylic? No, not acrylic. It's like, oh my god! It's, it's just kind of like reflections. Paper. Reflect. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, somewhere between acrylic and paper. No, it's like, a, oh my god, I can't remember that. There's like a word for it that's used in movie knives and swords a lot. It's like, mm. I can't think of it. I can't think of the word, but it's a specific <laughs> thing used in place of metal. Okay. Yeah. I have a knife question. So I feel like I don't know that we I ever got it. to the bottom of this. Um, so in season five when Margot stabs you through the chest thinking she's actually stabbing you through the chest and she, yeah. and it's actually like a child's play knife i remember on the episode being like what the fuck is a child's play knife i'm like how does that work how did Margot think like is that a real thing and can does that actually work like Margot genuinely thinks she stabs you stabbed you and it didn't yeah, so Margot, at least according to like the action in the script, because I'm not sure what comes across what people interpret, but yeah, according to the action in the script, Margot believes she's really stabbing me, which right. is why after she stabs me, she looks so so right. regretful and mm-hmm. depressed, sad because all of a sudden, like that adrenaline, I'm I'm guessing wears off, but that's why she looks so sad because she thinks she actually killed me. Um, I, I think in the in the action it said that like her I think her character like forgets that it's a child's play knife or something because you know mm. you get caught up in the in the battle or something yeah. or maybe she didn't know that I had the child's play knife yeah I think because that's I, it yeah because I think my character intentionally you brought them because I knew that I'd be fighting her and I didn't want to kill her and that's <laughs> why like some of my lines are Margot stabbed me and she's like what because I was trying to like tell her that I have them. I mean, not that she would interpret that as that. <laughs> uh, like, how the heck she, would she remember that? And so, yeah, but I think a child's play knife, it's it's a made-up thing, but it's based, I think it's based on the idea of, like, you know, like, when people get, like, needle jabs in movies and stuff, and the right, needle just... Pushes in. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to, a child's play knife in Fillory is supposed to be like that, but, like, but skewed with some kind of magical proponent mm. that makes it even more like realistic or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe yeah. that. That was crazy. That was just, that was probably one of the more like, I mean, there's a million storylines in the magicians that come out of left field and are wild, but the whole fan and Josh and Margot scene <laughs> in the, like the, the jail, the cages was mm. crazy. I, I don't remember feeling like so disappointed 
in like a <laughs> character, like two characters. It was like, holy shit, like this is actually happening. What were your thoughts when you like first got that script and oh. read that that's the way it was going? Oh, first I was like, these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they killed me or she killed me. <laughs> um, I I was excited. I mean, not as Fed, but as Brittany, I was excited about it because I thought that was a fun, complex thing to have to to play. And I kind of understood everybody's perspective in a way because like, you know, to me and Josh, we were, gosh, I'm really remembering the storyline, right? Um, Josh and I were <clears throat> living in Fillory because of like the time jumps and stuff for yeah. a really, really long time. And so to us, it wasn't like anybody was cheating on anybody because like we thought all of our friends were like dead and in the future. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what? <laughs> why not beg? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that. You Cheers. know, they all left us behind. We might as well have sex. <laughs> so, yeah, I think my understanding was that we thought that everybody was dead, and but a lot of time went by for for us. But then, like Margot and the rest of them, not as much time went by, and I right. don't know if right. they knew that we thought that, and so it would seem like a betrayal. Um, so I kind of loved how everybody's perspective was like understandable from their own point of view, and I mean, I was sad for Fen though because. I, but, but I was sad for Fen because, you know, people are, people are just so mean to her so often. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. Yeah. Our, our podcast loves Fen and yeah. Kyle here, we stand Kyle here makes sure that, that Fen gets her due on the podcast. <laughs> people are <laughs> way too mean. Kathleen is the Margot apologist, but even the times when Margot's mean to Fen, yes, she yes. makes sure to say she's being too mean to Fen. <laughs> I am a Margot apologist. But in true Margot fashion, like in that scene, in the jail scene, that Kyle. No, no, no. That Kyle. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. That Kyle was talking about, like Margot took it too far. Like she might have been in the right to be upset. And then all of a sudden she's a mega bitch and just turns it where you're like, well, damn. Now I can't root for any of you people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. I didn't see. I totally saw the Fen and Josh side of it all. Like they're. They were left alone. You bet. Yeah, if you think everyone's gone and it's just you two, and you just want to do what's best for Fillory, and (laughs) Ben knows what's best for Fillory, and and bang it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Exactly. Like I can understand. Like yeah, Margot. Like her initial response being upset, obviously, but then like that come down moment of okay, wait, wait, timing. Everyone, she thought they were dead, all that stuff. But I do feel like Margot seemed genuinely remorseful yeah. in those mm-hmm. in the, if I remember correctly in those cages and that day filming with with um with with Trevor and Summer was so much fun when the three of us were in the cages the three of us um and the whole and the whole crew I remember too it was like such a magical um <laughs> lack of a better word uh day yeah that was a really 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 cool day and um and I was also happy that when I first read the script and then when we actually you know filmed it on the day that Fen finally like kind of let down that wall of no, everything's always fine mm-hmm. for a second and actually let herself feel her, her real emotions and actually let herself like feel what I think she deserves to feel, which oh, is yeah. you know, betrayal or sadness or anything when people like hide their, you know, sad emotions. Not that I have any um, experience with that <laughs> myself. <laughs> she does go. She does go through quite the transformation there. I mean, I oh, just yeah. remember everything. She, 
not that she was like a simple character, but she, you know, she never really got to the the darker side of things and being involved in that. I feel like even after those events, she even was able to start standing up to Margot a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. not yeah. like not being as intimidated as she like used to be, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say Fen was like a bit more of like a simple a simpler character, especially at the beginning, I think when she mm-hmm. was first being fleshed out. And even when I was first on the show, I was signed on to do like seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, her arc originally was supposed to be shorter. So there was like less time to, yeah, to flex, uh, to, to, to flesh out a more complex arc. And so I think that can really be seen with her storyline and with her character development is that she does become more of a complex character as, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, seeing her like stick up for herself and, and actually like show how she feels and not just be like, everything's fine. Everything's fine for Villary. <laughs> right. Right. But, um, Cause there were so many times in the, in the scripts, you know, leading up to, to the, to that scene and other scenes where Fen finally puts her foot down on, on ridiculousness. I would read a scene. I'd be like, Oh my God. I'd be like, I'd start to get mad for Fen. I'm like, <laughs> what is someone going to give her some respect? Um, but it made it that much more satisfying when I, when I, when Fen, um, you know, st- stood up for herself. Oh yeah. We love that. She's the savior of filler filler in the end, like her being from kind of that side character to being that the leader in the end was just amazing to yeah. see for us. Yeah. Season five was amazing for Fen. And one of the biggest disappointments that we had the series finale and it ended was that obviously going into season six, if it would have happened, Fen would have been even more of a prominent character. Yeah. And it was the trajectory that everyone, us majorly <laughs> wanted, you know, yeah. We were, yeah, we were calling for it and everybody was, was loving the trajectory that Fen was going on. It's a shame that it had to end when it did. Yeah, ditto to all of that. I, I was <laughs> I was so happy with her trajectory and and yeah, her having more stuff and uh more more like you know inter- interesting complicated stuff. And I was uh I was so excited to see where that would lead. But I was happy that she got to the point that she did mm-hmm. um before the show oh, yeah. the close. And like you said, yeah, like she went from or um being a side character to to like literally birthing birthing the new fillery um, yeah. let's talk about that oh yeah that was the world seed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that little thing that, that little was thing. that was fucking hot. incredible <laughs> you're fucking I, right I, I, wait can i swear oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we were actually you know, waiting. i can swear you can't <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for you to swear Oh, uh, good. Okay, I think cool. we had I think when we had Rick on, he's he was saying something really quick. He's like, oh, shit. Am I allowed to do that? And we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're good. Yeah. Don't worry. Absolutely. I figured we were, with the magicians being yeah, very yeah. scary. You have to. Yeah. We were talking about it before um before you, you joined the call, but and just always laughing at it. The the scene where in the hotel when um when there's the whole like kind of the shootout and then the we lost the world seed and then the way that you hit the high pitch like i got it margo (laughs) i really think that's the funniest scene in the entire show and and if you would have told me i guess maybe like middle of season two that fen would deliver what i thought was the funniest line (laughs) in the show i would have thought you were crazy that's just again like another layer to like fen's development as just a great great character yeah, Fen delivered something all right. Uh, they, I think at one <laughs> point there was a storyline in which, like, I don't know. See, the, the the writers fuck with me a lot because we're because we are I'm because we are actually really close friends. Me, yeah. and Emmy. Sorry, my dog is 
getting into. <laughs> Ooh, let's see the dog. Come here. Come here. Yeah. Oh, hi, <laughs> Yay. Oh, hi. That is a beautiful dog. <laughs> oh, oh the kisses. You're good. I think she has like a toy stuck under um that table. Uh, <laughs> she just was, um looking for help. Yeah. I'm like, you know, she has plenty of toys out in the open. She wants the one that she cannot currently access. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's very human like of her, isn't it? Um actually, yes. But not to mention yeah. like world seed inside of you and then straight into one of our other favorite musical moments <laughs> is when you get on the and it's like it was quite the just, transition like we love when you guys are running out and everyone and alice and elliot are like bam bam bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous like the most ridiculous chain of events and it magicians just one up itself every season every episode it's unbelievable and if kyle if you were to have told me in season one that that would be a storyline i'd be like yeah yeah, because they really the whimsical just went out of control, which is my favorite thing. So, mm. yeah, Santa they, Claus picks them up. Santa oh, yeah. Claus, oh, my God. That was so magical. I <laughs> we were really like on a rooftop on this this at the um the Hotel Vancouver, the, like the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver, wow. in Vancouver. So we were really like on the rooftops. A lot of times those scenes are, are um you know, C- CGI to some mm-hmm. degree. Um, but yeah, no, we were really up on a rooftop and it was so, it was so much fun and we were not supposed to like go out too far to the edge in this one section, but, um, uh, Olivia and I decided to, to still do that (laughs) 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 to like take, not like super close where it was really unsafe, but like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. But like, (laughs) we we were like taking pictures of each other and then we're so sorry to like, (laughs) Uh, we probably shouldn't have done that, but we have really good pictures because of it. So it's totally worth it. Totally like, worth it. Our safety in life is worth a picture. <laughs> oh gosh. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the world, the world back to the world scene. So <laughs> when they first told me about the world seed, since I've like become like buddies with some of the writers and we like we like messing with each other um a lot, when they first show or first of all one of our writers or, or yeah writer producers david reed who also directed which episode is it? it doesn't matter he was like <laughs> when you read episode 512 was that it he yeah. was like he's like there's i can't remember what he said he's like left a little uh left a little gift in there for you and i was like <laughs> what did he do because david's like one of like like such a close friend of mine and i, I remember reading it and i was actually behind him on set when i was reading it because i was shadowing him as a director that for that episode and then i just remember like being on set and gasping and i was like oh you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i was like you guys are so messed up all of you i love it um and then when, when they like when the props um created the world seed because i was imagining more of like a, a seed type like a normal earth seed which i know some seeds are huge but i was thinking like a sunflower seed you know <laughs> and and then so um, uh, one of our writers, Elle, showed me a picture of it. And she actually has a series of photographs of me looking at a picture of the seed for the first time. <laughs> and my like, uh, you know, going through the seven stages of, of grief or something, going through a lot of stages of some emotion. And um, <laughs> yeah, but we all had it was so funny. And I I in, in that day that I did the I've got it, Margo, like. We did that line like normal, like we filmed this scene. But then at the very end, um, the director just had me do uh, it take after take, almost like an ADR 
session, like sure. when you're yeah. over your voice, you'll just do the same thing a bunch of times. But like, we actually did it while filming the scene, which you don't do as often. And it was so normally it would be like, there'll be a little hin- hindering to acting, but because it was such a ridiculous moment, it actually was like the director totally made the right choice. And it was so much fun. So I just sat there like on the ground in my little chiffon dress in my big seat. And I, and I remember the director just had me say, I've got it, Margo. Like, I don't know, like eight or 10 times in a row, just in like different, you know, yeah, donations, different everything. And like the whole crew is standing there. And like at the last take, we all started dying laughing. Cause I was just saying it in ridiculous ways. over. And over. <laughs> I don't know how you perfect cut. I, I was going to say, really I don't know how you don't die laughing every single take. <laughs> I mean, there's this I mean, it's in the magicians in general, every single cast member that we've had on. We're like, these writers are incredible, ridiculous. Every single word you could think of with Margo's lines that you just can't tell. I mean, we I think it was what was it, Rick, that we asked for like the more did summer actually ad lib any of them? And Rick said, like, they were on the paper pretty much. Yeah. This is coming from the writers. These ridiculous lines that (laughs) (laughs) anything, whether it's Margo's lines, any of the craziness, it's I don't know how you don't laugh the entire time while you're trying to act. Yeah, we definitely would break. We definitely broke sometimes. Um, Maybe not as much as one would think, but we we I mean, we definitely would break. Sometimes I think what more what would happen is, and I think this goes for like most sets is you kind of like, for some reason, something hits something really funny hits just right or wrong. And then it's really hard to get through once it starts <laughs> to hit you. Um, and that would happen sometimes where you just mm. get stuck on something. Yeah. I don't know. I definitely laughed a bit with hail. Um, <laughs> like yeah. I remember there's this one, and plus Hale's such a good friend of mine. And we just, we kind of like bonded right off the bat. He was one of the first people that I, that I like, I think became real friends with when I joined the cast. And I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> such a wonderful fucking human being. I love, I love him so much. And um, there was this one scene in the very beginning, like season two, where we were having that magical threesome type. Oh type. yeah. Oh yeah. Doll. Yeah. Yeah. And like his character at one point, and we, for some reason hadn't rehearsed this one maneuver but like he like flips me over onto <laughs> onto all fours and then um you know sidle saddles up i don't know i don't know how to like, <laughs> like, 12 years old um, <laughs> immature but then like hadn't done that positioning yet at all and also like hale and i are really good friends and yeah. so he's there like trying to because i mean i'm wearing like what's the American word for it? I'm wearing all these skivvies underneath. Like I have all these covering underneath, but like still, and what the heck is it called? I don't know. The skin type stuff. Oh, um, not spandex. Spanx. Yes. Yeah. But like big, like, like longer, like, like knee length Spanx and stuff in that scene. Mm. But like, he's like rifling my, my dress up, which is huge. Cause it's like this, you know, period piece type dress. And then like, and then we both just, it might actually be in the bloopers for that season. We both just died laughing because I mean, yes, we're professionals and we we <laughs> have these scenes together in which we're focused and it's not weird. Like it would be weird, like randomly making out with your friend. Um, but like, you know, because when you're there, most of the time you're super focused and it's not it's not like a weird, uncomfortable thing at all. But, you know, in this one, he's like. <laughs> 
mounting me and he's my friend I'm <laughs> laughing and, and, and thank god like Hale's the most professional person ever um so nothing was ever uncomfortable but for some reason that one thing I think it was especially because we'd never rehearsed it plus yeah, my yeah. big dress got in the way <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just like Brittany and Hale getting into some hijinks on like I don't know it was just you know that's he's my, awesome he's my that's friend. awesome yeah it was I love so- that. But he said he was such a great person to have those scenes with because he was like so professional um, and so focused, but still had a sense of humor when it was like when it lightened things and, and wasn't weird. <laughs> As viewers, you always got to gush over those like off screen or like offset uh, relationships, because obviously I was a big fan of Margot and Elliot. Elliot was my favorite Her- character. And when oh, they were on yeah. screen together, it was great. So chemistry is amazing. Yep, and making and knowing that you and him are great friends off screen just it warms the heart. It really makes does. sense. Hey. It makes sense. You guys are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, he's amazing. And yeah, and their chemistry was amazing on and offset. They're such such great friends too during that whole time. And um, and yeah, yeah, it just makes it easier when you when you work with people that not that you have to like them, but it just <laughs> makes things so much so much yeah. smoother and more lovely. That's what we, I mean, we always talk about it when we talk about the magicians and that one of the the secret sauce, the secret ingredient almost of the show is the relationship between the characters. I mean, obviously yeah. the the plot in the background is always interesting, but it, it, you know, goes into left field, it gets wacky. But the thing that's constant is always that these characters are so money and magic together. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure that like the way that the story was written, it made it almost easy to become friends with all of the people on set as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, that the writers, as they got to know us and as they got to know us like together and our friendships and stuff, they, the writer, the writers really on the show did an especially great job of, of, you know, we're keeping the core of all the characters, but writing to who we were as people, as some elements and how we relate related to each other in real life um, to, to a degree that I think only just, you know, fed into the the natural mm, I don't know the natural inclinations we had anyway yeah. and it just awesome. like kind of rounded it out um even more I mean the writers I would say they knew more they they knew and might still know more about me than I know <laughs> about me. I would like I would read the, when the new scripts came out for each episode I would read them sometimes and I'd also be like sometimes I'd just be like hit by a dagger I, <laughs> I guess and um and I'd be like, and I all of a sudden, like, just like choke up all of a sudden. And I'd realize, oh my God, oh, I should, this is something I should bring up with my therapist because I am, <laughs> I'm relating to this. Like, wow. Like the scene in, what was it? Season three, who the hell, you guys might know. I don't know. In one of the seasons, uh, maybe three or four, we don't know. Kathleen, this um, is a test. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yes, I totally know. And I'm just testing you guys. Um, <laughs> when I have, when I'm doing, and I have the, the the dream the prophetic dreams and i'm wait is that the same episode that's in yeah four. With, the cat, with the cat yeah with the cat is that yeah. four that's in four because yeah you dethrone margo in four i think right okay it's yeah. four yeah mm-hmm. there's the whole scene where i finally meet like the cat deity woman mm. castle white spire and i have the speech where she's like do you value yourself Fen, I forgot my character's name for a second. Do you value yourself, Brittany? Fen. Why am I talking to these people? Wait, I'm, am I more? People. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read that scene and I went when Fen says, Yeah, of course I do. Well, I think I do. 
God, I should, or whatever the line is. I was like, <laughs> when I was reading it, cause I was like, oh, I might have some self-worth issues myself here. And so <laughs> that was good for me to find out because I really think I didn't know I had issues with self-worth personally until I read this scene. Mm. And now I laugh. I'm like, aha, my self-worth problems, but you know, yeah, I've been working yeah. on them. So it's a little better. Well, um, <laughs> but it literally wasn't until I read that scene and I was like, oh my God. And I don't even know if the writers knew how like they're very intuitive people. So sometimes they would write something and I would ask them like, do you know that you wrote this thing that was so accurate? And I think sometimes they fully knew and sometimes they like picked up on it from me mm. I'm sure others too, but I, at least I know for me, they picked up on it, but didn't fully know why, but they're so like intuitive and smart that they just wrote these things in. And so, um, yeah, so that, yeah, Fen definitely helped me discover things about myself and wow. Also, probably not a coincidence that Fen started sticking up for herself more and having some a little more self worth right. value. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I did. yeah, there you go. That's good. And I, I'd read, I think it was like a 2019 interview of yours. And I, I just like the quote that you had said that you feel so protective over the character of Fen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. And I did. And I definitely do. I, yeah, I felt that more. I've been acting now for just over 20 years professionally. And she's definitely the character over my whole career that I, I absolutely, I mean, spot on you quoting me. Um, yeah, no problem. Like <laughs> Sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that wow, quote, but yeah, yeah the, the Michael so Scott poetic. or Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so like inverse that somehow. Perfect. Um, yes, well said, Kyle. God, so all day. Mm. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've gone from having lacking self worth to being a complete asshole. Apparently. <laughs> we love so character hard. development. We love. Yeah, it. we love it. Yeah, really. it's positive. We need negative. an arc. We need an arc. Yeah, my my yeah. arc is more just like a line up. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. It's not. <laughs> yeah, doormat um, to evil witch. Exactly. <laughs> That's a fun arc. I like that. <laughs> um, Doormat to Evil Witch, the Britney Kern story. Yeah. Um, or the Fen, the Fenwa story. Yeah. Like my last name. Someone um, get right. Fenwa. Yeah, wow. Someone... I don't know. I only know Fensical Wahlberger. I don't really. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that was actually, that was written by Hale, by a part hmm. of it was writ written by Hale yes. by accident, actually. Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that because like sec we didn't have really have much ad libbing on the show. We 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 improvised the little shorts that we did for YouTube, like the live. Oh, we must talk about those. Yeah, <laughs> that was improvised for the most part, but like the show wasn't. But that line, I always want to give Hale credit on this. He um <clears throat> season two, we were doing a scene. It was one of our first scenes together. And like at the end of each take of this one scene, he would just be like, my little fensicle. And like they cut it out because we're just being silly. But I think I made it onto the gag reel. And he started calling me fensicle once in a while. And the writers like obviously remembered that from years past. And I remember reading that script those years later. And I was like, oh, Hale's name. Hale's name for me. And I, yeah. I, think, I think maybe the writer came up with, well, wait, I don't know. He definitely came up with fensicle, though. So I was happy to see that come full circle like two years later. that is well, all fame you're right Kyle, i'm gonna have to throw you under the bus <clears throat> a little bit here we oh, do God. at the end of every episode of the magicians we do bang kill marry and sometimes we do it in the you know <sighs> in the eyes of an of a character sometimes we do it as us and one of the episodes <laughs> <laughs> and one of the episodes 
Fen was. I don't even know what you're about to say. No, I'm not really throwing him. Under <laughs> I'm the bus. so scared. It's not throwing him under the bus. Good. It's not. It's I'm not. ready to be but, angry. But no, it's not. It's so. Fen is one of the options, and Kyle says that he would marry Fen and take her last name as Kyle Wahlberger. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I thought you were going to kill Fen. Wait, say it again. Okay, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. Oh, he so yeah, yeah. Under the bus. Oh, no, I'm not really throwing him under the bus. I'm just saying he has a crush on Fen. So that's kind of throwing on oh. the bus. My like, gosh. Yeah. But no, he yeah. said he would marry He would marry Fen yeah, and take Fen's last name. Kyle. Yeah, I will be. I'll be Kyle Wahlberger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it fits. It fits pretty well, yeah. honestly. They, that's so well, funny. <laughs> I, I, I maybe my um maybe my my fun self worth related issues are not solved because I was like Kyle wanted to kill me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I I actually think that quotes from our podcast were if any of you guys kill Fen we have a problem yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Absolutely, good. we always stand up for Fen. There's no we way do. we can't we can't have that slander here. Yeah, I already knew that, and I still thought you were gonna say Kyle killed me. So <laughs> I need to, I, need, I need to work on that. I'm glad you wanted me. You need to let your writers know you need another story arc. No problem. Before we get into those shorts, Kathleen, I want to ask, though, I want to dig a little deeper into those uh, that seven episode contract you were talking about. So, like, how did you hear about the magicians and what was it like getting to those like six, seven episodes when your contract's expiring? Like, did you know you're going to be brought on as a full time character at that point in time? I just I'm just curious. I like how you're saving Kyle from wanting to marry me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Save the embarrassment a little bit. Good segue. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, I found out, I knew about The Magicians. Um, I knew that it was a, a TV show. There was, like, there was a billboard up for it, actually, a couple miles away from my house for a while. But I just, I got an audition. Well, the casting directors um, for it also cast other stuff. So they, I already kind of knew knew them um a bit and so they actually brought me in oh gosh how long ago was that like five six no six or seven years ago Ooh, yuck um like mm-hmm. yeah six or seven years ago um they brought me straight to producer um to read for them so it was just like a regular I mean audition but straight to producer audition uh and when I had the audition I remember like I think on the breakdown it probably said recurring and it didn't say how many episodes and then when I got the offer for the role, I was told that it would be seven um, with like, a, or probably seven with the possibility for more. Cause like, with like a guest star recurring contract, you're not, you're just pins like episode by episode. So it wasn't like, I was just told it would probably be seven. So it could have been less. It could have been more. And what happened was um, they just kept bringing me back and I was like, Oh, this is a good sign. And so, yeah, that's sec- the, the first season I was on. So second season, I, I believe I was in like 12 out of 13 of the episodes. And I just remember like, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of time, my agents would call me up and let me know that I had been pinned for the next episode. And I just kept being like, okay, this is going really well. And then by the end of the season, because my character was obviously turning into something more and I was always there. I remember like cast members and being like, oh my God, they're totally going to make you a series regular. And I thought, oh my gosh, oh no. And I, I was I, I, I was like, I don't, I know, I don't really. And I, but then like, you know, that's just people being wonderfully positive and kind. And I don't want to count my chickens before they had. Right. And, um, but I started to like, everyone started saying it, not that that means anything, but, Mm -hmm. but so I started thinking to myself, like, okay, well, this isn't a bad thing. And then I think, I can't remember. I think my agents at the end of the season were talking to me and saying like, 
somebody told me it was a possibility, maybe a producer that I was going to have a bigger role on the show. And so I think I started hearing that that rumor might actually be true. And then I actually ran into Chris. I think I can say this now that we're not working on the show. I ran into Chris Fisher, one of our like main producer, one of our main executive producers on the show. I ran out into him in Hollywood outside of a poutine shop, which nice. is funny because poutine is delicious and it's Canadian, <laughs> but we're right. in Hollywood. And so I ran into him because I live, I live in the city right next to Hollywood. Um, I ran into him outside of poutinery and he was like, Hey, he's like, Brit, we hadn't seen each other. And I was like, "You're uh, guess what? You're gonna be a series regular next year." <laughs> Thank you. And I was, I was like, "Are you supposed to be telling me this, fish?" I don't think he was. Um, <laughs> but then I ended up getting a call from my, my or my my all my reps did like their fun little call a few days later. I think uh-huh. I was surprised and, and didn't tell them that Chris Fisher. <laughs> but um, but yeah, then I got signed to the, the series regular contract. But it all happened outside of a poutinery in Hollywood. Oh, that's wow. a god! That'd be a core memory right there. Like, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was so I was so happy because then I was like, okay, he's an EP on this. Like he wouldn't just say this unless it was in writing somewhere, even though I hadn't signed the contract yet. So hmm. I thought, okay, now now it's real. Now it feels much more real. You know, then it was when, thank God. When you <laughs> thank hear God. those types of stories where it's like they were only supposed to be on for a few episodes and then they end up like rocking it the whole rest of the time. And it always just perfectly makes sense because Fen had such an amazing arc, but in the beginning she really was like completely underestimated. And like, we always quote Margot and we love Fen for her funny lines too. But Fen's lines are fucking funny. Like your character, especially like anytime you go to Earth, it's just like made for being oh, like yeah. this kind of like naive, like the comedy of that. Like I love um, one line. I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's like you and Julia laying around and you're like, yeah, I need some time away from the old ball and cock. Or something yeah, like yeah. That. No, I think that's right. Like I think you got it. Slightly fucking oh, up the lines and stuff like like just American language yeah. or whatever. It's so Down funny. It's just earth, earth, language, earth language, earth yeah. language. Yes, earth language. Doesn't she fall in love with P.F. Chang's? Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna is Benny Hanna. Yeah, that is so <laughs> Even funny. better. Even better. <laughs> yeah, you can they, never yeah. resist the knife. Yeah, because she loves she loves the knife skills and everything. And I thought that was yeah, so funny. and then they do it right in front of you there. At your <laughs> 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 I like no, that's good. That and the, the square of time. Oh, yeah. When she went with frail human. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza family style. <laughs> oh my, yeah. I think that was one of the times that for some reason, every time I did that, the 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 square of time. Right. So I said, um, yeah. I I uh, I think that was one of the ones we, we giggled a bit through that scene <laughs> for some reason. It's funny, too, because like in real life, um, I struggle with colloquialisms, like with phrases, like turn of phrases, even though I I I am an avid reader. And I have a degree in literature and I'm a very smart woman and I can't get phrases right. Like I screw them up. I mean, you wouldn't believe, you couldn't believe the phrases I managed to screw up. Like Is this just speaking. Whoa. Every interview, my voice cracks, but um, you're nervous. You're nervous. You're, nervous. Or, or you you're, you're a podcaster. I did. I, I crack so Poor much. Man, I can't... What? So is it only when you speak or, <laughs> <laughs> or do you find it when you write as well? I it's only when I speak. Yeah. I um I think maybe I just avoid it when I write because I have enough time to think ahead to be like, <laughs> okay, no, yeah. I'm gonna say something else. Um, no, I think hmm, that's a good question, actually. I've never really thought about that. Maybe I just literally don't write them when I when I when I 
or I don't like think of them when I write. No, maybe I do. I don't know. All I know is I always screw them up and it's, it's more so when I speak and like, sometimes I'll even make an example of like an expert, like my fiance, for instance, he knows, I remember he was the one that first pointed out to me, um, that I, I struggle with these things. And I was like, how long have I been doing this for? (laughs) I don't think, I don't think people have been correcting me and I wish they had because I, maybe I would have had a chance. It's like you know? one of those, it's one of those things. It's like, if you see someone with like toilet paper coming out of the bathroom, like on their butt or something, it's like, do you tell them? Or you yeah. I would like, say it's the shoe, Dave. Or the shoe. There's a colloquialism <laughs> fucked up right there. <laughs> yeah. See there, you screwed that one up. <laughs> but it was like, we were, we were at the bar, like maybe two or three months ago. And one of our friends said like pronounced plaid played. Oh, like, oh, yeah. like they had only been that? reading it their whole lives. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, played. Loud. And we were like, that's pronounced plat. He was like, no fucking way. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, he <laughs> actually, like, after you corrected him, he thought it was actually oh, yeah, played he, still? Yeah, yeah, he thought he was right. Wow. Ever heard this word spoken out loud? <laughs> I that is just hilarious. thought it was something else. Call him out. Who that's, was it? Call him. Do sense. I know? Do we know him? Yeah, who is this idiot? <laughs> you know him. Yeah, you know. Okay, I know him. All yeah, right, all right. Him. Send us all a text later and we'll, no, we'll let Brittany know. No, no, no. Email. Don't put him on blast. Yeah, <laughs> no. just kidding. No. Maybe, though. I'm it would be kidding. too upset. It, off the record, off the record. Off the record, yeah. Once we Let hit, him know once... that it's nothing compared to me not being able to say yeah. a single. Okay. Experience. I will. I will. <laughs> Before we move off of um, just like your journey of getting the magicians, are you a book fan? Because, well, it's interesting. I, I feel and I'm just speculating that maybe the writers weren't sure exactly what they were going to do with Fen, just because obviously in the finale of one, it's a different actress just for the, the wedding part of it. Yep. And then it's recast as you. But in the books, not to spoil, and I actually haven't read them in like two years, so I'm probably going to read them, to it anyway. No, no, not just well for the people. <laughs> okay, okay. We have our, listeners. Our many, many listeners. Yeah. We have listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> Ben's, Ben's barely in it, right? Like she's a, a Florian oh, yeah. guide at some point, and and the style's different, and everything really about Fen is is different. Um, wh- what were the conversations around that? Like, did they even touch the book really? Besides the fact that it was the name Fen from Fillory, probably, probably she was good with knives in, in that because I feel like there it's a the scene in the book is a fight scene. So it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Finn in the books is, is quite a bit different. I mean, yeah, she's a Florian. She is their guide. I believe God, this is so embarrassing. I have this wrong about my own character. I believe in the books, she possesses the ability to do magic, but she chooses not to use magic. If mm. I recall, all I know, she definitely does not use magic in the books. Uh, and I can't remember if she also, if she possesses the ability to, but she is, uh, she's like a master with, with, with weaponry. Uh, I might be with knives. I can't really remember. And yeah, she dies after like 20 pages. And I remember yeah. oh, running she out. Spoiled it, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I listen, like, she's right. listen, if you're, if you're listening to this interview, if you watched all five seasons of the show, the books have been out for like a decade. You're good. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's the first book too. So it doesn't matter. I still feel bad. I like, I saw a gift from saving private Ryan a couple months ago and I was like, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. I'm a little behind myself. <laughs> um, yeah. So geez, I'm sorry. You were so considerate about people listening and spoiling it. And I just <laughs> say it. No, it's ever since or- someone was like, I 
we we were on one show and I spoiled something from like Bly Manor, a haunting oh, of Bly yeah, Manor yeah, in yeah, a different yeah. series. Like I just was like, oh, this is just like what happened in Bly Manor with this. And someone commented was like, hey, I didn't watch that yet. And, I was like, <laughs> and, and <laughs> like, Kathleen, damn. though, Bly Manor was kind of recent. So, you know, the, you mean, oh, there you go. Yeah, Show it. Oh, there you go. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So an LP of. The, the Newton brothers sent it to us. Yes, we we interviewed <laughs> them, so they sent it to us. Yeah. Oh, that's really They're cool. awesome. Oh, if we're, fle- if we're flexing the items, then let me, let me flex. Oh, yeah, here's my, our uh... here's our Florian. Oh, cool. Yeah, Jimmy oh, got that's... us. Uh, there's, there's seven, seven of, us of us on the podcast. Yeah, there's ahead, seven Jimmy. of us on the podcast. Yeah. So what was it for a hun- our hundredth episode or or hundredth episode one or one year? I got us all from Etsy each a key. He's such a sap. I am. We love him and then, it. of course, one of the <laughs> other members broke his in the first like two days. Paul. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's only shout out tonight. <laughs> it's all right. Paul's a Paul's a West Ham fan, so it doesn't. I matter. I drew oh. the worst key though. Worst. Key. West Ham just beat um a couple days ago. Who did they just? Yeah, beat? they did. I don't remember though. Yeah, but we have a uh, Brian. Brian is is another one who's not here. He is a uh, he's a gunner. I'm a gunner. I know you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're my, famous. My lighting, we know. My lighting. Bad, but that's my my Anfield scarf is right there. So uh, we're we'll be enemies on Wednesday. Wait. Or is it? Wait. Is that where Liverpool plays? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Liverpool fan. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. I mean. I, <laughs> oh yes. Oh, no. oh yes. That's why I'm sad because Liverpool is really good. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I'm mad. Why Wait. do I know so many Liverpool fans? <laughs> well, they're cockroaches. Turning a, they're turning a corner. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yes. Yes. Man City actually drew today, so we're getting closer. You guys are in second place, right? Yes, we are. We are. Okay. Arsenal's doing very well this year. Yeah. Though. Yeah, we're doing much better. Yeah, Brian's been a uh, much friendlier, I would say, this season. Sure, <laughs> he smiles more often, which is nice. So that's good. I was so sad last year after we did yeah. Europe, but yeah. whatever, whatever. I didn't have All a right. complete spiral over that. It's fine. <laughs> I'm glad we got that in there. I, I was going to make yeah. it a point to uh, to get some Premier League talk in, so that's good. Yay, yay! I know. I better. I don't want to derail this. This yeah, yeah. Show about television and the magicians talk about nah. football, but <laughs> <laughs> we love it. But I will. I'm actually wearing. It's not a magician's key, but I'm actually wearing a key right now too. Oh, okay. the eighth key. Is go. it the eighth the one? Eighth That's the eighth key. Wow, it's that the actually. Eighth key. It's the eighth. No, it's my. It's actually for Christmas. James um, got me this plus some other things from the um, like the apothecary witchcraft oh, shop. Nice. Uh, um, knows you. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's called the Crooked Path. It's in Burbank, and it's amazing. And so he got this for me and a couple other things. And I think it's a it's a skeleton key. And there's mm, more significance awesome. with it too. And um, it anyway, literally so. looks like something out of like Elden Ring, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> out of this, the yeah. magicians. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually I drew the worst key. Actually, I have the abyss key. This is the one that um. That's the yeah. one where Poppy screws yeah. over yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. probably multiple people. And uh, the map maker. I'm sorry, I forget yeah. his name. Benedict. 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 Yeah, I, c- I so can't sweet. believe I forgot. It's okay. That was my guy too. Benny, <laughs> Benny, Har- Harvey's crushing it at life right now. Yeah, he's killing it right now. He's he really so is good on what we do in the shadows. He was Ugh. so funny and great on the magicians too. Mm-hmm. Good to see. It's good to see him do so well because he's so he's so freaking good. It's so funny. And he went over the side of the munchak. It made me very sad. I know. 
Right? That's what happened to him, right? Yep. Yep. Him. That's exactly Spoiler. what happened. Yes. Dragon all because of Poppy. That's fine. That, spoiler that is the totally fine. That's you better have yeah, watched yeah. all of them if you're listening to this pod. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, so, I agree. That's I have true. a question that is nothing to do with the magicians, but go on. you mentioned, I guess the beginning will have something to do with the magicians. So in the, the penultimate, correct, I guess? Mm-hmm. Season five, well, you said you were shadowing to be, mm-hmm. you were shadowing oh, the director. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you recently are an executive producer of The Water of Life, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know too much about the difference between being a director and an executive producer. But do you think like the work on The Magicians and then almost working up to that shadowing role impacted how confident you felt to dive into that project? I... What's the timeline on this? I'm trying to think about what came first. So I guess yes and no, because I don't even know what order it happened in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, that might speak more to my brain now than my brain yeah. back then. Um, <laughs> when did I do the water of life? I think, <laughs> what, is, what is time? Well, I'm sure, yeah, the pandemic kind of sucked everyone's timelines out oh, of their yeah. brains oh. and just scrambled them around. Yes, it did. It did. <laughs> I I think I actually started working on the water of life. Yes. I started working on the water of life before I shadowed David on the magicians. Okay. But cause I'd already been interested in producing. Um, yeah. And, but I, I, I do have to say though, that we, we, oh my God, I don't even remember the time. Timing of anything. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure the there was a lot way. of whiskey that was uh, that was drunken. There drank drank was, yes, drunk, yeah. drinking, drinking. I think is the drank word. I have a degree. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the literature nerd. <laughs> I can't say words either. I can't string them together, <laughs> and I can't say single word. Um, yeah, I after work after shadowing David though, because that that didn't last just for like the, the eight days we were filming. It lasted for like a whole month okay. during prep and everything. So I was like always there yeah this poor man had to deal with my presence constantly (laughs) and it definitely though did make me more confident during the rest of filming the the documentary but especially because it was a documentary we we filmed it in pieces because we filmed it in europe uh well we filmed it in like mostly in the uk and a little bit in ireland um and a couple other places as well and so, yeah, it was bro- the filming was broken up a bit. And so during part of the process, um, it might have it definitely helped in post-production because I'd already shadowed David and then we did post-production and it made it did make me more confident as as a producer and more. I mean, although, you know, dr- I mean, directing and EPing is very different. There's certain yeah. things that go into it that are that are the same. And there's certain things that I learned while shadowing him that 100 percent applied to being um, to, to producing. So it actually was, and part of the reason why I picked David to shadow was because he's an EP or yeah, yeah, he was an EP on the magicians. And I knew that like producing was kind of more my, my behind Hmm. focus than directing. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to shadow um, David. And so I would ask him a lot of producer questions all the time as well. So it actually did directly help me with, especially the second half of, of working on of, of the water of life and helping me understand that stuff. And I think sometimes I even texted David. Um, I think I panicked once while we were <laughs> doing something to do with the water of life. And I was like, David, what do I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, you're just, I'm shadowing you now for the rest of time. I hope <laughs> yeah, exactly. pretty much what I said. <laughs> I think I still owe him like 20 bucks. Actually. I owed him some oh. money during that time. 
David, if you're listening, don't yeah, hunt yeah. her down. Hunt <laughs> her down. <laughs> that is not getting cut. That is not getting Venmo cut. request. <laughs> It'll be a suck. Yeah, I, I think I still owe him like ten or twenty dollars. <laughs> we got you, David. <laughs> Dave's helped. Yeah, Dave's we'll out. send it over. <laughs> yeah. I like how honest you've been this entire time. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Right? Yeah. Incriminated yourself, I think, twice. You're, yeah, you're just, you definitely uh, incriminated yourself a few times. Dads. That's all right. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'd be a terrible, terrible spy. Or I'd be a really good one because because other governments would be like, this this woman does not work for the CIA. She's not <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> all right. I do want to talk about the um, live from Fillory Fen stuff because it's Amazing. Did you shoot that all in one day or were yeah. those multiple days and you improvise that? I was going to say, because wow. even like the what we posted today about. Um, oh, I was so happy. Oh, that was fun to revisit. That was amazing about the bunnies and the sexting and stuff. So oh, fucking yeah. good. But like, that was all me. That was all me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good because I was like, they're really like you're really getting into it on these. It's, it's fucking good, but I can't believe you guys improvised that. It was great. Yeah. You guys were so in character for it too. It yeah. felt like it was scripted, honestly. Thanks. It was fun. Everyone did such a good job. And, and the writers, some of the writers and, and some of the producers of the, the um, behind the scenes stuff, they put together, like, like I was told um, the ahead of time, the different skits, like I knew that I was going to be, doing um like what was written for me was i knew that i was going to be doing a travel segment with penny <laughs> i knew i was going to be doing a fashion yeah. segment with margo i knew they 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 definitely like scripted out to a degree like what they wanted each piece to focus on and then they put dot points that were super super helpful on like different ideas um to to hit upon in the in the skits which was really really helpful um and and really helped me kind of like zone in but then i what i would do is i would like i would emmers no come here (laughs) (laughs) very very intimidating car like you know 50 yards away <laughs> right now he has to defend yeah. this home <laughs> my, my, my australian shepherd is the same way oh okay yeah. yeah yeah she's an australian cattle dog there you go so little little defenders but then if someone came in she'd just kiss them and, and hug them and then yep. nothing is defended here yep. um but don't break into my uh, I'm like, no, the, the security system's excellent. Um, she has knives. <laughs> yes, I have knives. Yeah, really. <laughs> she didn't say she plastic. Yeah, I was gonna say she didn't say that they were rubber earlier at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I do have knife sharpeners. I do know how to sh- I do sharpen our kitchen knives. So yeah, I scare the people. Sh- uh, yeah, I can I can stab people just just <laughs> fine. Thank you. Um, what was I telling you? Oh yeah, Ben, <laughs> life is play with Ben. And um so, so yeah, but so we got there on the day and like, and I say it just like Fen, right? Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I got the prompts that day and I kind of sat down and I, I think this is what comedians do. And I would, I would just like kind of write down like different jokes that I, that I came up <laughs> with and I would then try to like implement them into the scene like that. I, I don't know. I feel like I watched something about Oh, I don't want to compare myself to anyone who's actually like a brilliant comedian. I just remember like thinking like it's okay to prep yourself with your own little yeah. jokes. So I did a bit of that. And then um, and then once I felt a little bit more secure with some of my own like, you know, pre-made jokes that I would shape for the scene, I just um I just kind of went off the cuff and just completely improvised. But it was great because like um 
the, the, the person who was directing the segments and everybody that was there just made me feel like so comfortable, um, just kind of being wacky and just trying different things. And like the whole, yeah, like the producers and everyone just like did such a good job of like letting me kind of go, go wild with it. And, and, and so, yeah, a lot of the stuff was like the, the, I, the, what did I say in that clip that you posted, like having to say to a cute little bunny, like, fuck me, daddy. Or fuck me, daddy. daddy. <laughs> I, I remember that one specifically because I, that was one of the ones that I, I thought of on the, in the moment <laughs> I had that, that quick second of, is this too, is no, is this too far? It's perfect. And I was like, no. And I'm also going to make eye contact with the camera, like in the office. And so I, but I did have that split second of like, is this too weird? And then I was like, no, fuck it. It's the magicians. And so I remember delivering it to camera and, and then when they used it, when they used it in the in the cut, I was like, oh, good. Okay. They liked it. <laughs> that was one of the lines where I was like, oh, this is too bizarre. But, um, but no, have I seen the show? Good Lord. Yeah. Did you prep the questing creatures always like pick white men or whatever? Cause that's fucking. Funny. Oh yeah. No, sorry for the attack on white men. I, I, I... <laughs> that was I good. I was so... cracking up. Asian man. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> David safe. I don't know about Jim and Kyle, but yeah. <laughs> sorry to attack you too. Well, um... It was cool because it felt like, I mean, it felt like you were like hanging out with them, right? Like you're catching them like in an off moment where you're just kind of like goofing off with them. It it felt scripted, but it didn't feel scripted in that way where it's like Arjun's just like, or I guess Penny is just like fucking around. Like, it's just so good. I love it. Anyway, everyone was good. Like Alice, when Olivia was going on her little rant, when you four were sitting there, that was funny because that was like, like a little more extra than maybe Alice yeah. would have been, which was None great. And I love that. She totally, she totally improv that as well. Olivia yeah. improv that whole bit. I remember just looking at her and I was like, Oh my God, look at her go. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Was it your idea or what did someone pitch it to you? No, somebody pitched it. Somebody pitched it to me and it might've been a meeting of a few minds in the writers in the writer's room. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was not my idea. Um, it was, it was some of the writers ideas <laughs> and they pitched it to me. And I obviously was like, Yes, <laughs> it was a great idea, <laughs> and um, and it was so funny, and yeah, I think like they called it like Fen Life from Fillery or Life yep. from Fillery with Fen, and then I just kept insisting upon calling it Fen Life from Fillery with Fen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they finally gave it its correct title, but I just kept tr- I like because you know they can't they can't tell you what to do when the camera starts rolling. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just would throw in the like redundant Fens, but no, it was it was somebody else's idea, and um. And I was I was so excited when they when they brought it to me. And yeah, everybody the whole day, like all the actors and everybody, I thought did such a good job and like were so great as their characters. And um, and yeah, it was so it was so it was like it was like literally like I said on Twitter this morning, it was literally one of my favorite days. And even though it was a really really long day and of like constant improving, but it was really really fun. And I would totally I would totally do that again. Oh my gosh, I love it. It goes with what we were saying earlier with Fen loving the like earth isms. Like she would love a YouTube show that would delight her. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, it's love a great TikTok idea. Right now. Yes, she would. <laughs> I know. I kept meaning to like pitch to sci fi 
some sort of like, you know, web show version of, of Fed Live from Phil Harry with Fed. <laughs> oh, you should have so totally good. did yeah, that. Yeah, that would have yeah. been awesome. Still haven't done that, but I actually still have some of the Fen's. Well, I don't have some of Fen's costumes. Sergio um, Osuna, who plays Rafe, has my costumes because he's a nice person and I couldn't get to Canada. <laughs> no, I just cut <laughs> out the whole little part of the story, but I bid on some of my costumes oh, and yeah. um, I'm pretty sure they were my costumes. <laughs> and um, you had I to think be I wore them. And, well, all you could see was like little slivers of, of, of fabric wow. in like, it was like lot A, lot B. And then you could see like slivers of fabric in like the pictures that they posted of these lots, you know, in the silent auction online that I, that I won it from. And I was looking at the fabric and I was like, I recognize that fabric. I recognize that fabric. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I think that's my tequila sunrise dress, which is one of the dresses. Um, Mogli, our, our wonderful late, um, uh, costume designer, she named it, um, tequila sunrise. And she would like name a lot of my costumes and she was, she was so brilliant and so amazing. Um, and yeah, she just passed a couple months ago. It was so, so, so strange. And so on. I, I didn't know um, yeah. what was going Sorry on. Sorry for your loss. Um, yeah. thank you. She was, I, she was such a light. I mean, truly like, oh my God, like she, ha- she was just such a character and we all have our Mowgli ex- um, um, impressions, which she loved. Like she's like, uh-huh, fan. That was like the most racist <laughs> French accent I've ever done. Like, oh, we did it. And she liked it. <laughs> like, that was like the idiot American that's like, they were fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, fan from Castle White. Factor that I can actually speak some French, and I'm doing the worst French accent in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. But like, Mugly, like, <sighs> I like the Kennedys have their own Boston accent that's different than the rest of Boston. Like, Mugly has her own French accent that's different from any other French accent. And you know, <laughs> I just, yeah. So she was, she was amazing, and so I was able to, especially um, uh. Now, now that she's passed, the fact that I got so many of these costumes that she, you know, designed um, with her amazing team from scratch. I mean, they were brilliant, all of them. Like, uh, oh my god, I'm so happy. But it's up in an apartment in Vancouver right now with Sergio, who played very. <laughs> I couldn't go up to pick them up, and you had to pick it up in person. So I, I hit up Sergio, and I was like, Sergio, could you go take some clothes of mine from this? <laughs> and they're still in his home. All these nice years. He's probably so upset by it. Why are these here? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be taking up so much room. I feel so bad. That's fine. That's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we talked to Rick about all the clothes and outfits that he wore because he was always oh, looking spiffy as looked, well and oh, yeah. always fire. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was an amazing design team. They were incredible. Yeah. God, his costumes are amazing. He looked yeah. oh. and the magical characters too, like all like the, the cat and just everyone was the makeup and everything peacock. was so on point. Yeah. The peacock, the peacock, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The costumes and also, uh, yes, makeup and special effects makeup. Um, and all of them just came together. And I think maybe special effects as well. I know a few mm. different departments had a hand in some of the the costuming once it got like you know more crazy or yeah well i actually i don't know i don't know who did what i take it back <laughs> different people to yeah. different things <laughs> pop quiz kyle do you still remember the name of the the pig from season five you better kyle nope he doesn't i he doesn't. don't <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. I, I i mean i can find it i can get it for you quick yeah, but I, I don't remember i remember 
You do. Have, there's no, you don't remember any of the any of his don't five do names. This to me. Don't do this to me. Start to say it. I think I remember. All right, let's hear it. Let's yeah, hear say it. Yeah. it. I think it's Sir Effingham. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Do you remember the whole thing? Sir. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Do you remember? Oh, it's... well, Kyle used to say it every episode of the podcast. Yeah. So I can't believe he hasn't re- memorized it. Hurry up, dude. <laughs> I, Hurry. I, wrote it, I wrote it on my laptop somewhere, so I would never lose it. And I lost it. <laughs> I feel like a Google That's search so is a little bit easier. Damn, I'm getting it. my I'm getting my ass kicked this interview. I got it. Ready? <laughs> <clears throat> Sir Hargrave McGrubney McGru- Cubbins Archibald Brian Effingham the <laughs> third. There you go. So Brittany, good. how dare you not remember all of that? I didn't even know that to begin with. Is that really his whole name? Yeah. yeah. Which yep. is which I love that Sean McGuire played both him and Rupert. Mm-hmm. I love that mm-hmm. they cast him yeah. in both because at first I was like a little worried that for some reason they were gonna be each other. And I'm like, is that a spoiler that I know that it's they're better. the same actor? But I was glad because he, I mean, the pig man killed it. His show yeah. was amazing, especially in like yeah. Cruel to be Kind. We love that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a, he was so amazing. fun. Amazing. And he was like, you know, doing dance sequences and, and stuff is a lot of hard work anyways, just because, you know, it's a lot of physical exertion. But he did it in a, in like, you know, latex or whatever it was, like suit, full suit with all that prosthetics. And like, he must have been drenched. Yeah, and because wow. like I was exhausted that day and mm-hmm. I was not I was just wearing earth clothes. Otherwise <laughs> 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 known as close. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Damn, Kathleen, I the show. Sorry. Kathleen, do you have what? one more question before we let I do. go? Um, bang, kill, marry. <clears throat> OK, so did we decided. If- <laughs> no. Right now, do it right now. Ready where you were for it. Sometimes when we have four people and we can't choose, we do um bang, kill, marry, and friend. And I was like, no, oh. we can't do it. And we were joking beforehand. We're like, we should make her do it with us. Like kidding. So <laughs> funny that you said that. Well, I'll um, marry Kyle because it's me. Uh, yes. Oh, Satisfy the dream. Just don't Kyle's kill any of man. us. Please don't kill Kyle's any of us. Kyle's with Mary and Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like keep I, had to, I had to even it out. This poor man. So, yes. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. Man. Thank you. I'll marry this you, poor, Kyle. Man, poor man and his voice crack. Kyle, I your voice take... is very deep when you said thank you. I will take the pity, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it was your last name. Mary. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> okay, Love so it. did we decide that she's doing it from Fen's point of view or for, from her own? Let's hear let's. But um, of who? Of right. Who? Well, we haven't given you the three yet. Let's just do it. <laughs> let's do it from Fen. As okay, Fen. from Fen. Yeah. Okay. So, um, then we've got Josh. Okay. Elliot and Margot. Okay, and 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 you're as Fen, the, as Fen. As, as Fen as Fen as their characters. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> their characters. Yes. Really funny if it was. We're like Summer, yeah. Trevor, and Hale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. what do you do? Go get the tea. Get the tea. Yeah, I know. God, there's so much tea and pots, teapots. Well, I, can't, I can't, I can't do express. It's not, that's just a sentence. <laughs> Those were just words. That wasn't Look even a phrase. Yes. Just throw them all out there. Like, it's an expression. No, it's really just house impact works. Um, Sam smart <laughs> and defensive. Um, okay, so. He's stalling. Oh fuck! Uh, from Fen's perspective, I would say 
oh god i have to kill someone that's so sad mm-hmm. yeah um, with a knife we struggle with this every week every yeah, time anytime we, we have to kill someone <laughs> all right, all right. I know. No, it sucks when we have to. Well, it's it. as Fen though, so it's a little less. Yeah, it's not you personally. Not it's Fen. Sometimes we like to say like how they died. We're like, oh, it was an accident, or I killed this person because if I married this person, then this person would be mad. We we like to like justify it. <laughs> I like get them out of the way. I love yeah. that. right. We already know the deal. Like if you if Fen bangs Josh, then we know the repercussions from the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we already know. Yeah, marries them. It's the same. Am I yeah. saying this from the perspective of of all these characters at the end of season five? True. Sure, you should say sure. it like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are tight there. Yeah, yeah that's good. And you okay. are a werewolf at this point. That's right. I forgot I was a werewolf. That's so cool. Um, OK, <laughs> I think Fen would marry um, Josh. Yeah. And uh, definitely fuck Elliot and Margo. But <laughs> No, uh, I know no. it's not a lot. <laughs> it's a cop out. <laughs> Kyle's just jealous. We were even trying to think about it too. Like we couldn't decide who she would kill between. Yeah, yeah, between. Eva, it's impossible. Some of the ones we do are impossible. Because she really looks up, like loves Margot, but like also her relationship with Elliot is just so entwined. It's like who who do you pick between those two at that point? So. No, I know it's like I feel like Fen would want to fucking kill both of them for both like would want to kill both of them and fuck both of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, think of it this way. I do think that your marriage with Josh would go a lot smoother with Margot completely out of the picture. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. See, that's really yeah, deductive reasoning. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And Fen's already, you know, had relation. Why do I turn into a 12 year old yeah. when I started, uh, <laughs> and Mark already killed you once or tried to? Yeah. You know, and then we'll just call it even. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah like actually like, murdering her. Yeah. 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 yeah but not with the child's play knife. Or maybe yeah. with the child's play knife. Um, <laughs> that gets me out of it. Yeah. I guess marry Josh, fuck Elliot, kill Margot. But sounds good. You heard it here first, Binge Town listeners. Steve was like, Steve was like, cut her off. No justification. It's canon. It's canon. It's, I think that is. I think that might be a first. I don't think Matt, uh, Margo has ever been killed on this podcast. That's and has definitely never has. been killed. Really? I don't know. Yeah. All I know is I always pick Elliot to marry. That's all yeah. I know. Dave always <laughs> marries Elliot. Yeah, which I totally get. He was a he was a wonderful husband sometimes, and (laughs) no, no, he's chaotic. You're sweet. He didn't deserve. You're sweet. He's a chaotic lover. Wait, what have people said about Fen? What? What is it about? Oh, Oh, you're a Mary every time. Oh, we always. Uh, Oh no, you're a Mary. Yeah, yeah. also Mary every time. Kyle Walker. Like it's me. I like how I'm taking this. Like, (laughs) you should marry me. Well, here's the thing you got to remember about Mary. Mary means you get to bang all the time too. So it's not just like the bang is usually reserved for like. All right, this is going to be like. Like for Marina, who's like crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like we always try to use that for like Marina or someone that we just can't. But Kyle, I think it was the same one as the Fen one. Kyle had to kill Marina. He was done with Marina. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just (laughs) because Zelda was the other option. Yeah. 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 He loves Zelda. Zelda. Kyle loves Zelda as well. How could you not? She's a librarian. And we talked to Dean as well. librarian. Like, oh gosh. No. (laughs) Final question. Final, final question. You said you're an avid reader. What are you reading right now? I'm I'm reading a few things right now. Um, as classic, it, as it always goes. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. currently 
reading one of Alice. She's this amazing um, historian about like mostly the the Tudor age and uh, English history. So I'm reading um, her book uh, on Catherine Parr right now because I just finished reading um, The Six Wives of Henry VIII um, recently. And then for Christmas, James got me another, I've read a few of her her books and he got me, um, she has like a book on each of the wives. So he got me a signed copy from her. Wow. Wow. Christmas on Catherine Parr. And she's one of my favorite wives. And so I'm reading that one. I didn't know that was a thing, like a trivia question. Like, who's your favorite wife of uh, of Henry VIII? Well, at least with nerds, it is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Catherine Parr is one of my favorites, but I also really like Catherine of Aragon, who I think is underrated. And of course, Anne Boleyn, because obviously. (laughs) Um, Amazing. I have have thought for all of them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine Parr book. I'm reading a book um, called, what is it? It's a witchcraft book. It's it's about the goddess, uh, like the Hecate. It's called Cthonia, um, oh my god. Wow. Because the author's last name is Colin. It's like Cthonia something. Oh shoot. I should I should know it. Um, and I'm reading The Witching Hour too by Anne Rice. Um, okay. so I auditioned for it and then didn't get it, but whatever. And I already <laughs> really love the book, so I got attached to this fucking book. Yeah. And now every time I read it, I'm sad, but I also <laughs> have to read it because it's so, so good. It's such a good book. And then yeah, a couple other. Couple, wait, I think those are my three main. Yeah, the Catherine Parr, the Hecate book, and the the Witching Hour. There you go. Um, we learned a lot about you, but we also learned that your fiance is a terrific gift giver. Gift giver, and he yeah. has a great name. Great, great it's name. Ingram. Yeah, Ingram. not to be confused with the the, the very famous um, singer. <laughs> oh, okay. Because there's a famous like singer named named James Ingram as well. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Which sometimes people have thought he was going to be that James Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yourself are famous. Yes. 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 Obviously, that's why. I don't know. <laughs> that's I am clearly definitely. why. <laughs> if I saw you in the streets, I would scream if that makes you feel any Aww. like any more famous. <laughs> Stop me in my tracks. Kathleen would have literally had a heart attack. Just. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen's well, getting so much better at talking to the magicians cast. When she talked to Rick, he was the first one, right? Was he yeah. Rick our first interview? What are you about Kathleen to say? spilled <laughs> yeah, he's, her guts he's out. Kind of a mean to us. You're showing a lot of. Kathleen's my sister, yes. so I'm allowed to yeah. bust on her. So. Well, listen. I was just hopping around because Rick and us were on the phone for like three freaking hours, and I wanted to show him my Tada lights in my room because I had. Them oh, your Tada lights! Yeah, I'm in my uh, my. That's in my Philly apartment. I'm at my parents' house right now, so I can't show you. Where's your parents' house? What area? It's like um, Delaware yeah. County. What's your address? Sorry, I bet. Social <laughs> Security. Yeah, How good is the security the at your place? house? Oh my yeah, I know right. Yeah, oops. Yeah, what's your social security number? <laughs> but yeah, we're. Right outside of Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love Philly. I've been there a couple times. So do we. Oh, Next time you're by, drink. uh, drinks on us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. All right. Actually, yeah. you know what I've been drinking out of my red tea mug this whole time is beer. So there oh, you go. Oh, my Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. Wow. <laughs> Kyle and I. Good taste. Good taste. It's, our, it's our favorite movie yeah. of all time. Ratatouille? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I love Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. <laughs> that was a slightly more racist version of a French person. Probably. Yeah. No, I think it was just worse. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. All right, well, we can't let you go without giving a shout-out to Rick's charity, Buddy's Healing Paws. Mm. Oh, oh, God, I, I, yeah. No, I need to yes, do something. Yes, yes, we... So uh, <laughs> that's all right we're gonna i actually know what you're gonna do for it so i'll i'll, I'll, I'll let everybody know <laughs> so buddies helps fun life-saving specialty and unexpected procedures for sick pets very very special charity they have a magician's trivia night on march 26th bingetown tv we are writing the questions and we are the people we were actually going to enter and then we were asked to write the questions so now we know that we're not going to be the winners, I guess. But all it costs is $10, $10 donation of buddies. It's at 730. When you give the donation, you will get your access to the trivia night. And the winner receives a signed magician script from Rick Worthy, uh, autographed by Rick. And then there's a signed photo by Brittany. Yes, and it's in the mail. <laughs> in the mail. Yes. Email so, going away from your house, right? Not coming towards it. You've already signed yeah, it. Yeah, it's not in the mail. It's in the mail in the way that people say it's in the mail. See, I got an expression. You'll get it. Please. And there's also um, a meet and greet with Olivia Taylor Dudley. I believe that's another one of the prizes. Maybe it's high, highest bidder. I'm not sure, but it's fun. A lot of cool stuff for that night, March 26, 730. $10 donation. You'll get the Zoom link and we'll have a lot of fun. Sure. We might MC it. I don't know. We're working on it. Kathleen would have been the perfect MC, but she's busy that night. She has an yes. engagement, I believe. So, yes, we will see. But if they will... call off the engagement, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Sorry, my dog put flying in. I, I wanted to be there, too, but I'm doing a Emmy, Emmy, Emmy. She's guard dogging again. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a play um, and it has a showing. Cool that night and so i i i wanted to like say that i could pop in or something i don't know the timing but i wanted to be there or be there you know but i need to sign that picture i I actually do have the picture already for the record it's in the next (laughs) is it a magician's picture it is yeah it's a fan picture okay are you holding a knife it's it's a fan portrait. I'm not. No, oh I mean, gosh. emotionally, I'm always but- <laughs> <laughs> emotionally always strapped. I just yes, the, exactly. the, the text, the amount of times we text each other with the, the tiger, with the knives, the crabs, with the knives, and the, yeah. and the thumbs oh, so up. When I emailed you guys. With yes, the crabs and the knives. I sent it to them. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's how we okay, feel good. Because I was t- like, exactly. it's just how we feel right now. So I was like, I know they'll get this. <laughs> like an interview that was, you know, just that you guys didn't specifically watch the magicians, which happens, you know, all the time. The interview would be like the journalist would be like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Your next job are... offer. They're like, oh, you got the job. And you're like, tiger, knife, knife. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> like, I don't know what this was. I, that was oh, that was a crab. Yeah, that, that was, was the crab. crab. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right. Brittany, thank Great. you so much for coming on. Go. I didn't realize how late You're the best. You the thank best. you so much. You were amazing. We've been on one yeah. of our favorite shows of all time. Got to give you props. Got to give you props. Amazing. You guys can yeah. all say nice things now. Go ahead. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry. Yeah, we, have, <laughs> we have to give some more props, more props to Rick and Buddy Healing Pauls because Rebecca from Buddy Healing Pauls got us in touch. Touch. Oh, so. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, my managers hit me up and I was like, oh, wait, I because I've seen you guys on on social media before. Don't say that. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. She's like, oh, that's great. I listened to all 200 of your episodes. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. I, yeah, I was sitting here like acting like I'm like, what? Which episode? Where are you at? Oh, that's good to hear, really though. Thank here. you binge them all but yeah no i was like oh god no because i have i've seen you guys on on pop up on social media before so you guys are famous too and so yes. when i saw my manager sent me that uh that that request i was like oh yeah absolutely and cool. here we are love it later or thanks again later. so much for yeah, it was yeah, so a, truly Brittany. a pleasure love yeah it. it was so nice meeting all of you mary and kyle and, um, <laughs> yeah it happened i'll never forget it I'll kyle's forget day it. it's unfortunate because made. kyle aren't you an ordained <laughs> aren't you in a an ordained uh I minister all yeah, right, so we'll take care you, of this. Yeah, you can marry. You're, you can do it right now. All right, let me tell you real quick. Yeah. I might need to recertify. <laughs> it's only you as fan. Florian ways, you know, we can have yeah, several spouses. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. You can marry People's. a bear if you want. All right. So before, the both of us, before the both of us get in trouble, let's... Uh... Let's stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime you're in Philly. Brittany, yes. Anytime oh, you're in Philly. I will, I will. Yeah. Hit us up. Be drinks on us and open invitation to come back if you ever want to magic and chill again. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, magicians fans. That is all she wrote for our chat with Brittany. Words cannot describe how much fun we just had doing that. And we hope you enjoyed it as well. We appreciate each listen, subscription, share and follow. So please be sure to do one or maybe all of the above if you enjoyed this interview. And of course, if you aren't following Brittany across all of her socials, get on that one as well. And last but certainly not least, don't forget to show Buddy's Healing Paws some love. Love you guys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.